Welcome to the NRL Fantasy Podcast brought to you by Harvey Norman. Round 14 teams have dropped Chris Kennedy and Dom Brock here to take you through all of it. And Dom, nice to see a little bit less controversy than we were talking about this time last week. <laughs> yeah, a bit calmer this week. Uh, with the team lists, um, last week was a frustrating one for a lot of uh, fantasy coaches, but uh, this one looks fairly simple for most of us, so uh, good news on that front. What a nasty surprises last week. A couple of changes this week, but I don't see any major surprises, which is nice. We'll get cracking on the Roosters and the Storm. Can't wait for this game. I'll be out there for NRL.com. Uh, Josh Morris is back in the centres. Uh, last week's 300 gamer, Mitch Orbison, to the back row, Nat Butcher to the bench. Um, none of their other injured players back will kind of expecting Cordner, Crichton, Warrior Hargreaves, Beemos, mm. etc. Um, also, Cole Flanagan not picked. He's down there in the reserves. So, I guess technically still a chance. But, um, yeah, no major changes otherwise. Yeah, Flanagan, I guess, is the maybe the big talking point from this team. For those who have had him, it's a bit of a mystery now about if or when he's coming back into that uh, starting team. I still suspect he will at some point. What's your What's your hunch? It's mysterious, isn't it? I um, If I had Flanagan, I think I would be selling him this week, especially if he doesn't make a miraculous late uh, entrance into the uh, starting halfback role. Um, whether his dropping is a short-term thing to get him to work on a couple of things or a bit of a wake-up or whether he's well and truly out of favour and lambs the man for the rest of the year, I probably can't answer that yet but um you know the the fantasy season slipping away so flanagan owners might be time to uh pull the trigger at least we'll know this is the first game of the round we'll you know we'll know before the round starts whether he's in or out um those of us who have him otherwise anything else in that team good for orbison owners that he's back in the back row (laughs) yeah um i guess don't make tedesco captain this week yeah yeah 20 points not great for those who did that last week I mean, other than the people who took a pun on him as captain, pretty much everyone has him, don't they, by this point? Yeah. It's probably annoying so. if you're Every- against a team that didn't have him. Yeah. Um, they take on the Storm, who get Pappenhausen back from his, his little rest. Um, Delphinukin also back. Um, Riley Jack's in for Cameron Munster, who's uh, re-injured his knee. will miss a few weeks. Still no Cam Smith. We kind of thought he might be- make a miraculous... Cam Smith, like one week recovery, but uh, he's got at least one more week to go until uh, he returns. Yeah, so I mean, there's not too much to talk about here, I suppose. Pappenhausen, uh, you know, expected back in his back, which is good news. Um, Munster, those who have him, what do we say? Hold two to three weeks. It's right on the cusp of, of holding or selling, isn't it? I mean, you that's the rest of the head to head, you know, home and away season. Mm. You'd have to be cruising towards league finals, I think, to be thinking about holding him. All very low on trades, I suppose. That too, yeah. If you've got one or two trades left, maybe. I mean, it's not like if it was Nathan Cleary or you know someone who's clearly the best in their spot, then maybe. Yeah, true. But, um, yeah, yeah if you can upgrade to a Cleary or someone like that, then make the move, even a Cherry Evans. Absolutely. Warriors and the Panthers. Um, Jack Hetherington was not going to play because it's his old club, but he made sure of it with a gigantic swinging arm on Marty Tapao last week, and he'll sit for four weeks. Uh, Lachlan Burst starts Isaiah Papali onto the bench. No other changes. Uh, again, yeah, not a lot not a lot doing here. Um, the regular guys still getting it done. Uh, Harris got 50-something. Jester Bunga, 61. Uh, Tua Basishek in the 40s. Um, 
don't know how many other players in that team you really want at this stage, but um, those guys being consistent. I'd love Tavanga's second spell to start just a few minutes earlier. That coming back with like mm. 18 minutes left, or he could be getting 70s. It's already He's playing what 50 minutes a game, yeah. roughly. Scoring low yeah. 60s in 49, 50 minutes. Just yeah. Todd, just give him five more minutes. It's a machine. Five more. I think uh, from memory, most of us told him a while back, but Katoa scored a try and still didn't score very well off the top. Yeah, really low score. Time to sell if you've still got him. I would agree with that. The Panthers are unchanged. They're absolutely flying at the moment. Uh, In fantasy as well, in some cases, Cleary, Coruscant, Crichton, um, these sort of guys are in a lot of teams. Are they yo? A lot of relevant fantasy players this year. Yeah, definitely. Um, Jerome Luai, is he one that's worth trading out at this point? He got 34 on the weekend. Mm. Break even is close to 40 now. He can hit 40s and 50s and end up when he gets involved with you know, a bunch of try assists, maybe a try or, uh, or something. Um, they're playing the Warriors, so they could rack up a big score. He could cash in, but you know, last week they scored a lot of points and he didn't get a big fantasy score. So maybe one to upgrade now if you've got the cash to do it. Well, that's the thing. He's an attacking playmaker, and even when they pile on a score, he's no guarantee to to get a share of it. So um, I, mean, I sold him probably a little bit earlier than was ideal, but I think now definitely uh, those who still have him can be looking to upgrade. I mean, maybe as a, a depth player in that sort of 19th jersey, if you've got to mm. deal, deal with that a, a half for a week or something, but yes, yeah, certainly can be uh, upgraded. Second Friday game, the Eels up against the Dragons. The Eels are for a very short turnaround and a real um, slugfest in the wet against Cronulla last week. See how much gas that took out of the tanks. They do get Ryan Madison back after a couple of weeks out due to a head knock. Um, right on your core to the bench and uh, Andrew Davey to 18th man. Yeah, Dylan Brown had a massive game. Yeah. Um, and they went the other day, 87 points, got that try from Dummy Half. He's been scoring really well this year. He's much more expensive now than... Mitch Moses, even. I think his average yeah. is higher because of that injury to Moses. Um, all that means is uh, Moses is actually pretty good value still in the mid 600s when the other top halves cost upwards of 700, you know, 800 for, for some of them. So, um, pretty good pickup, I think, for someone who could score consistent 50s, uh, Mitch Moses. Otherwise, I mean, Madison's a gun as well, and his price is going to come down also, I think, mm. in the next few weeks. Wonder watch out for the um, wet conditions didn't much help um, the two informed props, Campbell Gillard and, and Paulo. Mm. Campbell Gillard's minutes took a bit of a dip, which I think was probably conditions as much as anything. Um, Clint Gutherson, who's in a fair few teams, um, played pretty well, but didn't get any kind of uh, attacking stats again with the conditions. I think 22 or so he finished up with. So um, don't be too worried if you've got any Parramatta players and they're coming off an ordinary score last week. They won't be playing in a, a slop fest like that again anytime soon, you wouldn't think. Um, Dragons team, probably one of the, the few that has some interesting talking points. So Corey Norman recalled in the halves after just one week um, of being dropped. Ben Hunt goes back to Hooker, which is great news for everyone who bought him when he was moved there the first time. Uh, Ken McInnes to lock, which is potentially not ideal. He seems to offer small sample size, not score quite as well at, at 13 as he does at nine. Um, a few other tweaks to the pack. Uh, Tarek's out injured. Trent Merrin's out. Um, Fumano starts. Corbin and Host join the bench. Yeah, so I guess the big news is the uh, Hunt-McInnes shift. Um, 
Hunt, as you said, scores really well at hooker, gets a ton of tackles and uh, keeps the kick meters. So he should score well. Uh, McInnes, yeah, he's only had a few starts at lock this year. One of them, he played 67 minutes, the only time he's had any um, time in the bench this year and got 58. Uh, got... They're up by heaps, so he didn't need Absolutely, to yep. Yep. Um, the next week he got 60 and then he got uh, 74 with 68 tackles. So the two earlier games, which are, they're still good scores, 58 and 60, but they're not the massive 75, 80-point games he normally has. Um, his tackle breaks were, were down. His run meters were still high because he's you know, taking hit-ups, but I guess um, he's not picking and choosing when to run like he does out of dummy half and, and making a few breaks. So, yeah, maybe his points will slide a little bit at lock. We'll see. Um, yeah, are you surprised that Norman's straight back into the team after one week? Yeah, I, was I mean, looking, if anything, like Sailor might get more minutes. He's looked really good. I mean, he's still obviously very young and, and quite small by NRL standards, and he's going to be a target in defence, but he's looked like he's really added some spark in attack. He's had a couple of try assists um, since getting a, a chance recently. Looks like potentially the future of the club. Obviously, um, news reports through the week that um, McGregor's role is being reviewed again. He obviously needs to do what he can to, to save his job. But you, I mean, that combination with Hunt and Norman wasn't getting it done before mm. and sailors added a bit so i'm not sure yeah it's a, a strange one i wouldn't be shocked if it's a game day switch and sailor comes in and norman drops out and maybe this is a way of shielding him a bit from the media during the week i don't know who knows we'll see we will see the sharks and the titans kick off saturday football uh down there at cogra sharks just have um williams replacing teague wilton on the bench um, again, they, they in that same game with Parramatta that was um, heavily affected by the conditions. A um, few guys still scored well. Sean Johnson was unbelievable uh, in terms of real life footy, 40-20 and try yeah. assists and played amazing and got a pretty handy score out of it as well. Yeah, 66 points for him. Um, still very good. Um, I think he was the only real, real good scorer in that uh, in that team, but. Uh, yeah, he's definitely one of the keeper options in the halves and the run home. He's not in that many teams. You know, certainly all the big teams have got Cleary and then some other combination of uh, Moses or one of these other guys. But um, yeah, Johnson's a good one. Uh, gets a, Getting a lot of tries, as we've mentioned a lot of times this year. And I think there's almost no one else now worth keeping in that team. Yeah. A few I mean, money makers, but... Rudolph's kind of settled into that bench role where he comes on after 2025 and plays out the game, but um, has pretty much peaked. Yeah. Um, I briefly thought about buying C for Talakai last week. I think you might have helped talk me out of it, but he actually went okay, high 30s. Um, yeah. Actually made a fair bit of cash now. He's almost 400 grand, but if he's going to be keeping Britton McCora out of the starting side and um, I think he did that despite about five missed tackles as well. So, um, could be a potential there. Cash down. You'd have to yeah. ideally buy him last week. But, um, yeah, moving on to the Titans. We're very impressive against the Cowboys last week. Unchanged, they are. Unchanged. Um, yep. Fantasy-wise, what do you got? What, why change a winning team? Yeah. Um, AJ Brimson, the, the big one, I guess. 74 points. Um couple of tries, assist, he was in everything, 200 metres, great game. Um, yeah, I guess he's now an option at, at uh, either wing or fullback, maybe in the halves, certainly the fact he covers the halves as well is, is handy. Could be that third wing or fullback or a bench option 
Um, I don't think he's going to score 70 too often. The Titans aren't going to smash teams that often, but he could get 40s, 45s pretty consistently, I think. And Jamal Fogarty, the other one, 68 points again. Just massive. Yeah. Just keep thinking back to that week. I could have bought Fogarty or Clune. Jeez, I got that wrong. Anyway, we'll move on one day from that. I won't. It's going to burn me for a long time. Um, <laughs> is that it for the Titans? No one else want to talk oh, about? Oh, Peachy. Tyrone Peachy we mentioned last week as a centre option. He got 48 yeah. again. So he's going really well. I mean, he could be the, the next best option behind, beside Lomax as the centre center on her. Yeah, true. Yeah, I'm not going to buy him, but... A middle forward, getting that 50-odd minutes and busting a few tackles and Absolutely. getting busy. He hasn't really needed the team to be winning to get those scores either. Yep. Um, certainly a case to be made for him. The Cowboys and the Rabbitohs, the second Saturday game. Cowboys, Scott Drinkwater, uh, back from injury at fullback. Um, our guy, the Hammer, out to the wing. Hopefully it helps his scores because you know, he got a try assist at fullback last week and still only got 24. I mean, he can go either way, can't he? He could get, <laughs> he could get 35, he could get 10. Anyway, uh, hopefully you're not relying on the hammer this week. Um, in your back three, I guess the, the bigger talking point is Reese Robson. He's yeah. been all over the place this year, had some massive scores and then got 16 points last week with Jake Granville back on the bench. Um, sell time for Robson, I guess. His break-even is quite high because he's pretty expensive now. Mm. What do you think? Oh, with Granville back, I mean, the fact that he never got back on the field, um, you know, all his owners were sort of crying out, like, when is this interchange going to happen? It just never happened. Yeah, Granville it didn't happen. played out the game. What did he get, 16 in 20-something minutes in the end? Yeah. I mean, the threat of that happening again with basically the same team, certainly in terms of their hooker and forward rotation, is um, will be enough to have me hitting the, the trade button this week for sure. It's a weird one. I mean, the Cowboys are still, like, it still feels like they're trialling different lineups. And, you know, in three weeks, he could be playing 80 minutes again. Who knows? But, yeah, if you want someone reliable, I think Robson's not it at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like you say, he might be back as the only hooker in a, a week or two. But um, the threat of him getting another 16 points this week and dropping 50 grand and then having yeah, to have the same problem next week. Yeah, and you have to buy someone and you've got less money to spend. Yeah. Uh, the Rabbitohs get Jaden Sewer back from suspension. Liam Knight to the bench. Jack Johns out of the side. Um, I missed this game because I was covering the, the Brookvale game. Uh, what do you got for the, the Rabbitohs? Latrell Mitchell was pretty good. He got 53. Um, break and assist. Lots of run meters. Um, I noticed his run meters pretty... were really high. When he was getting good yeah. scores earlier, he was still only getting 60 run meters. But he, um... The break helped, but yeah, he's... Um... Yeah, a couple of good scores in a row, which is something he hasn't done too often this year. So encouraging signs there. Um, otherwise, lower than expected scores for Cook. Damien Cook, a couple of scores around 50. Mm. And you'd be wanting 60, 65, ideally, um, for what he costs. And Bailey Sirenen, who had a run of pretty good scores and, and big price rises, um, went off with about half an hour left and scored 26. So um, not the end of the world, but... Yeah, if you're planning on him being a, a bench top 17 player for the run home, that raises a few question marks. Yeah, I mean, ideally not relying on him in your 17. Still got a bit more money to make, um, you would think. But uh, yeah, ideally not in your, your 17. 
Uh, Raiders and the Broncos is the last Saturday game down there in Canberra. Raiders are unchanged. Um, all the talk is around the hooker rotation. So the Havili finally went off with a triceps injury last week while pretty much all of us were sitting there screaming at the TV, looking 24-0 down in the second half, going, where is Tom Starling? Where is Tom Starling? It was bizarre, wasn't it? So Super Starling has been playing pretty big minutes the previous few weeks. Mm like, what, 60 minutes or 55 or something. I didn't come on the whole first half as the Raiders just were getting smashed by Penrith and then only went on because Havili went off injured. So who knows when Starling would have gone on otherwise. So Havili still named to start this week. So I guess it's a, a bit of a mystery again how many minutes Starling will play. I'm guessing it's going to be more after what happened last yeah. week. Who knows? I mean, you would think... <sighs> I mean, they're not going to be down 24-0 against Brisbane like they were against the Panthers, is my expectation. I'm wondering if he might have almost been protecting Tom Starling a bit because the team was getting smashed. But you would think if you're trying to win a game, you would inject your you know, live-wire bench hooker when you yeah. need something, some sparks. Certainly, the you know the more defensive option, defence-minded option, I guess, is Havili, and they're playing against the top team in the comp. Whereas Starling provides more spark out of dummy half and against Brisbane this week, who are really struggling. Maybe Starling's going to get, you know, preferred and, and play most of the game. That's certainly what I'm going to be telling myself uh, between now and kickoff. <laughs> um, anyone else we want to talk about? Hudson Young has been going not too bad. What are you yeah, I think he had a quieter game in the weekend. He still played 50 minutes, but I think he only scored 30 points. 30 points in four, 40 minutes. So okay. Yeah. So, from the week before. Yeah, exactly. Um, his game time was only a little bit down the week before, but the score was way down. And, mm. and I guess that 40 minutes was the first half when um, yeah. were running up some points. Um, Josh Papali, the other one, has been really consistent this year, 56 on the weekend, averaging close to 60 for the year. Really good front row option. Yep. Uh, the Brisbane team, no Tavita Pango Jr. He's out for at least two weeks and potentially... Forever. <laughs> Many more. <laughs> well, wait and see what happens with that. Broncos are saying no um, official decision has been made, but the word is that they are going to be parting ways with him. Um, for our purposes, Ben Teo starts and Jordan Ricky debuts off the bench. Uh, Isaac Luke replaced by Corey Pakes on the interchange. Yeah, while all the news is about uh, Pangai, I guess all fantasy coaches are looking at the other second rower, David Fafita, who. And back with the bang, 65 points last week, got a try, um, six or seven tackle breaks. Uh, one of the big buys this week, I think, um, he's under 800 grand, um, a lot to like. It's still, he's still a, you know, an attacking player who needs attacking stats, playing in a team coming, what are they, what are they 15th or something. 15th, so, yeah. yeah, so there's no guarantee he gets, you know, he won't score a try every week, you would expect. Um, but by the same token, he's one of their few attacking weapons and they're going to be, I think, trying to send the ball his way as often as possible from here on out. So, uh, yeah, pretty good buy. And the other one is obviously Payne Haas, again, just doing the job. Yeah. 78 points. Uh, the safest captain in fantasy. Yeah, for Feedy, you would think they're going to be going to a fair bit, but you take that one try-scoring play out of his score last week and he goes from 65 to low 40s or something so it's yeah, he was probably on track points. yeah after the first half it felt like he was on track for about 40 points uh for the game so yeah if if they 
I mean, if, if he doesn't, yeah, if he doesn't get a try or if they get really smashed or something, he might not get big scores. But even if he hits 60 or 70 every second week, his average is going to be pretty good. Um, Pat Carrigan, again, this is the game that I missed because I was covering the, the Brookvale game for NRL.com, but um, check the scores afterwards and I saw he only played 43 minutes and he got subbed off twice. He went off pretty early, came back and then missed the last 10 minutes as well. Did he cop a knock or what's the... I don't think so. They would, I don't know. Look, there's question marks about Brisbane's coaching these days and maybe not the most important <laughs> how, they, how they're using players for fantasy purposes, but... But it's weird. After his minutes had, had really um, gone up in the last few weeks, yeah, suddenly he goes off for half the game. So, again, I'm expecting him to go back up towards his usual, whatever it is, 60 minutes this week. But yeah. we'll wait. Fafita played 80 minutes on the edge and now uh, yeah. Tio's starting for him. And I'm pretty sure Tio isn't going to play 80 minutes. So hopefully that filters through to a few more Carrigan minutes one way or the other. Fingers crossed. Um, Sunday footy kicks off up in the Hunter. The Knights up against the Seagulls. Uh, Daniel Saifidi back from injury and a boost to the home team. Jacob to the bench. Brody Jones out of the side. Um, Callum Ponga was the superstar of this one last week. Yeah, he was awesome. A couple of tries, line breaks, assists. Um, they got a lot of points, so they got a lot of goals as well. Huge game for him, 103. There's been quite a few uh, players hitting the 100 this year. Uh, and he's joined the pack. Um, yeah, the question, I guess, was about how Blake Green was going to affect the other spine players, Trent Mann, um, Mitch Pierce, and whether he was going to take kicking metres off Pierce. And I think how it ended up, he just took all of Ponga's kicks. So Ponga normally does a fair bit of kicking, and I don't think he did any kicking in that game. Um, yeah, zero uh, so, Yeah, so Pierce kept his usual um, kicking workload and... Uh, Green did the rest, so it didn't really hurt anybody. Ponga still had a massive score. Um, Kurt Mann got mid-40s at hooker, and then the last 15 minutes having to move out wide uh, to cover an injury. So, yeah, theoretically, they can all score well. Pierce had a, a bad game um, in terms of missed tackles, so his score was in the 30s. Mm. Um, but take that out, and he gets back close to 50 so, um, I was going to say, if you turn his seven missed tackles into seven tackles, he's in the 50s. So. Yeah. Don't know if that necessarily... He always gets a few missed tackles, but yeah, um, I think he's going to uh, improve this week. So all that said, I don't know if it changes much at all in, in that Knights team right now. No, not really. I almost bought Shibasaki last week, but I just couldn't bring myself to do it, having already burned two trades on him without even getting a game out of him earlier in the year. I know he scored a try, but um, 56, his best score of the year. Could be a little bit of a discount well. dual position back for the, the run home. Yeah, potentially. Uh, Seagulls have a bunch of changes. Brad Parker replaces Tabita Funer at centre, back from a head knock. Fenua Blake out with a knee injury. Baseka starts at prop. Uh, Marty Tupau named, despite that swinging arm from Hedrington last week. Uh, both of the edge forwards are back. Sirenan and Thompson, who were scratchings last week. Um, Corey Waddell and Hamali Alakatawa um, dropped to the bench. Uh, plenty of changes, but uh, it was mostly the um, the reliable guys scoring big for them last week. Yeah, I don't think there's anything really new here either. As you say, Cherry Evans to power. Um, Jake Jaboyevich all did really well. Um, even in wet conditions, Cherry Evans still got up to 57. He was kind of going slow for most of that game, but got to move on at the end. So, yeah, I think it's just the usual suspects 
in that team. Um, Noah Blake out a few weeks maybe means to Powell's scores go up, but yeah, I mean, he wasn't getting extra minutes when Fenua Blake was suspended before. I mean, he was in this game because yeah. Fenua Blake was injured at the start of it, but when Fenua Blake was missing from the lineup, he was still only getting 47, 48 minutes. Mm. Um, last game of the round, the Tigers and the Bulldogs at Bankwest Stadium. A few changes for the Tigers. So Little is the new hooker, um, his first game since doing his knee uh, last year, and by back to the centres, Tommy Talao back to the wing. Um, Garner back in the starting side, uh, Lawrence Bench, Sean Bohr out, and Josh Reynolds replaces Billy Walters, who unfortunately has copped a season-ending knee injury on the bench. Yeah, those changes are, I think, bad news for Tommy Talao. He got 38 last week with um, 20 tackles and 100 metres. Mm. Uh, he usually relies on you know a tackle-breaking try to get a score like that, so... Um, that would have been handy if he stayed in the centres, but um, otherwise, Luciano Leilua is having this monster run of scores at the moment. <laughs> Another try, eighty-one points. Um, crazy. He's my he's my Fogarty regret. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't get Fogarty either, but I also sold Leilua just before he started. Yeah, this try scoring blitz, which uh, which things. I would have upgraded him. I just had far bigger problems to deal with. I can't claim it was any kind of intelligent decision to keep him because I knew he was going to start scoring 80s. I just had bigger problems and now he's going gangbusters. So um, it's the one thing that's gone right this year. Uh, they, take on, yeah. uh, they take on the Bulldogs. Uh, Jake Avarillo is out. I think he picked up a hip injury last week. Um, yep. Lachlan Lewis is suspended. So Jack Cogger starts in the halves. Yeah, thinking, speaking of things not going right, how about uh, Luke Thompson's score after we both picked him up last week on the check? Not only did we I buy would... him ahead of a few other guys who scored better, I bought him so that I wouldn't have to play Clune, who beat him by 16 points. So I wasted a trade yeah. and cost myself points in the process. Yeah. Oh. We, we got him because he was cheap partially, and now he's slightly cheaper because he only got 26 points. After scores of 39, 42, 53, 53, it felt like that was a trend heading upwards towards mid-50s or at least consistent 45s. But uh, but no, he had uh, season loads for tackles. He had a few missed tackles and only 47 metres. He barely ran the ball, uh, especially in the first half. So, I mean, that was in a heavy loss to Melbourne. So maybe that changes going forward. The Bulldogs aren't tipped to win too many games, but if they're at least closer, then maybe someone like him gets uh, more involved in the middle and at least takes a few more runs. Yeah. I mean, I, I watched him really closely the week before when he got 53 in about 50 minutes, and he just was tackling everything that moved. And, like, he was against me in a bunch of leagues, and I'm like, can you please stop tackling everything? And he just wouldn't stop. He was just perpetual motion. Mm. I'm like, all right, well, he's going to but you walk up 50 every week because he's churning through these base stats. So of course I buy him and then storm pile on 40 points and he's watching conversions being kicked and hundred meter tries and missing tackles. Um, yeah. I don't think that this Tigers team that just got beaten by 40 themselves are necessarily going to do a similar job on the Bulldogs this week. This should be a closer game. Hopefully. Yes. I am also hoping for that. Uh, that's all the teams. Shall we take some questions? Let's do it. Um, so we'll take one from Eugene Tan was first off the mark. What's happening with Reese Robson? 
Uh, yeah, who knows? Um, I mean, at this point, Granville is going to take at least some minutes. Kept going off last week, a lot of minutes off Robson. I think they're still experimenting, so it could change week to week. But uh, yeah, he's not he's not a reliable fifty point scorer anymore. Mm. I mean, he's good anymore. This is the second time he's had to deal with a bench hooker coming in and, and taking his minutes. And for a hooker, now that he's got you know some some equity that you could use elsewhere, you want eighty minutes, not threat of bench hooker taking 50 or 60 minutes off him. Yep. Uh, Kiwi Statsman, who would be your top three dual position front rower, second rowers? Uh, okay, so it's a little trickier at the moment with, uh, with Carrigan is. having that. Carrigan off so, a bad rip. score, Twal out injured. Yeah, so Twal when he's back, can we count him? Is that cheating? I am counting him. And then I would count Carrigan as well. And then, I mean, even Thompson looked great until mm. this week. He's Josh still so McGuire? cheap. So Maguire's been yes churning yeah, through. Josh Maguire. He'd been yeah, I've been looking three. at considering him recently. Yeah, um, yeah. How about that? Yep. Twelve. Carrigan, Josh Maguire in that order. Solved. Um, Nick Parmenter, if you're playing for overall points, is Cameron Smith a sell or a hold? And if he's a sell, who for? I uh, already have Damien Cook and I already sold Abby Coruscant. Um, uh, I think he's a hold. You've held him one week. He's only expected to be out two to three weeks. Um, we've had some players injured, you know, who have uh, been out longer than expected, but Smith's not that kind of player. I think he'll be back next week or the week after. So hold him. I would be holding him also, unless you're really, really flush with uh, with trades. Wamu writes in, who's the best buy out of David Fafita and Alex Twal? Fafita relies more on attacking stats, whereas Twal uh, gets through defensive work. Well, this week, uh, certainly Fafita. Twal not playing gives Fafita a significant yep. edge. But uh, generally, yeah, I agree. I agree with him that I prefer someone like Twal who can kind of rely on at least 50 points. I think Fafita is going to be pretty up and down with his scores unless he goes on this. Leilua-esque try scoring run yeah. in the next few weeks. I mean, he could score, you know, just about a try game and Brisbane still not win any games, but um, yeah, he's going to, I don't know, have to check the double check their draw, but he's going to do it tough to get a play like that every single week. Um, Jordan writes in, uh, this must have come in before team list. Can you see Hunt going back to nine this season? Yes. Yes, I can. Yes, this week. Um Paul Burns writes in, is Harry Grant still a sell, thinking of selling him and Ellie Katoa for McInnes and Luttrell? Um, so I sold him last week. Have you, did you hold him? I Yes, I have three trades left and I have him in my NPRs and I would like him to come back soon, please. Mm. Um, yeah, so he's expected to miss, well, now three weeks, I think, two, mm. two or three more weeks. Yeah. Um, there's some whispers he could be out for longer. Um, yeah. It's a bit of an awkward situation for the Tigers because if they feel like they're out of the top eight race and that Little's going to be their hooker going forward, maybe they go, well, we can either give more game time to this guy going back to Melbourne or we can give our mm. young you know, replacement hooker more minutes. Uh, who knows? So, yeah, all that is why I saw them last week. If you've already waited a week, I don't know. Well, well I guess you're in this situation, so you're holding. I think so. Well, I don't. I haven't made any trades this week, 
Um, I don't, I really don't want to be sitting on him for another two weeks and then find out he's out for six weeks rather than three to four. Absolutely. Yeah. So I am still, if I do make a trade this week, he'll be it. Um, if someone who t- looks like a really compelling buy jumps out at me, which hasn't happened yet, but, um, yeah, I've got three trades left. So that's about the point at which you are looking at not making any trades unless it's start holding. Yeah. Necessary, urgent, yeah. I mean, if you can upgrade him to McInnes, that looks good. But, um, yeah, if you're starting to run out of trades, then then maybe hold. Absolutely. Um, Jack writes in, if Flanagan is not picked, does he go? That would have come in pre-teams as well. So he's not picked again, but still technically a chance of playing because um, he's in the 21 and they do play Thursday night. Yeah, so wait, wait for the late mail and keep an eye on those final teams. Obviously, if he uh, comes in, then keep him. Otherwise, yeah, you were, you were saying sell, probably? I think if he's not starting at halfback as of 6.50pm on Thursday evening, then 100% sell for me. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, that's assuming you can be near your uh, computer or app um, at that point in time. Uh, yep. AJ writes in, did Fodawaka come back on late in the second half last week because the Titans were winning comfortably um, what do you make of his minutes going forward? Um, what were his minutes? I'm just going to have a look. You got another score in the 40s, didn't he? 46. Yeah. Again, he came back on pretty late. Yeah, 43 minutes. Interesting. So a, um, another sort of, it's happened before, a decent first spell, and then he only came back with not too long. Um, yeah, 15 game. minutes left he had. Yeah. Just looking at it. Yeah, so he played first 28 and last 15. Um, yeah, it's, it's becoming a bit of a trend, these kind of um, middling mid-40s scores rather than these 50s and 60s. So, um, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if he's a sell. So, his last four scores, 30, 46, 50, 46, which is okay. I guess you don't sell with those kind of scores. It's just disappointing if you bought him when, after he was hitting those 60s. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, you... You probably wouldn't want to be selling him because he's playing well and he's not injured and he's more than yep. capable of hitting 60s. But yeah, these scores are probably a bit frustrating if you've got him. Um, Brent Jackson writes in, is Thompson to Moses or Fatala Mariner to, to Fita a better trade for this week? So Thompson would be Luke Thompson? Luke Thompson, yeah. It's a very early sell. Um, yeah. I, th- I think if, I mean, I assume you've just bought him recently, so probably hold. It's it's one bad score after a few good scores. Um, I don't, I don't mind the Fatala Mariner to fit to Fafita move. He got 40 no. on the weekend. He's all these big scores recently have come with tries. Um, yeah. Fafita, you know, it's kind of, as we've said, is a similar situation, but he's a player who, is more likely to score tries, you would think, in the in the second row than Taylor Marotta, Um typically. So, yeah, I don't mind that trade. Moses is right for the picking now as well. But, yeah, I don't think you necessarily want to sell Thompson right now. Maybe you sell Fitala Mariner to Moses. There you go. Value. Save 100 okay. grand. Yeah, I'd be holding Thompson, and I am. Uh, Fitala Mariner, just because he's so elevated, what do you go? 70, 40, 65, 73, 56 and all of those non-40 scores had a try in them. Uh, he's absolutely peaked. He's probably a little bit overvalued 
if anything, assuming yeah. he's not going to keep scoring tries. So if you bought him um, back before that spike, then you've done really well out of him. Might be time to cash in, but no harm yep. holding him. He's going to keep getting, you would think, mid to high 40s-ish um, without yep. the tries. Um, any more? Can you see any more? Oh, Jamarcus Deswan the seventh writes in top three point of difference captains this week. What counts as a point of difference, Captain? Not Payne Haas, or we want more left field than that? <laughs> well, I think the obvious ones would be Haas, McInnes, Tamalolo, maybe Cleary. Cleary. Yeah, I think Cleary's in that group now. He matched Haas again on the weekend, 78 points. Um, yeah, I think you're wise to pick one of those guys. Yeah. Probably the three, you know, Haas, McInnes, Cleary um, at the safest. They're all hit, you know, 70 or above. After that, you're kind of um, gambling a bit as those who have gone with Tedesco recently have found out. So I was going to say you want to point a difference, Captain, go Tedesco, because I don't think anyone else is going to be... <laughs> this is the week for no one will. So, yeah, absolutely. Well, he scored against bad the against as well. the, the lower-ranked team, so he's to watch him come out. Didn't he score a million against them last yeah. time they played? He got 80 he or something. He could have done it. Recently. He could have done it. I mean, it happens a lot. People can overread sometimes the matchups for, you know... Backline players, you know, Lomax just came up against um, the Roosters and got mm-hmm. 75 points, and that's playing for the Dragons. So, um, yeah, they're certainly, Tedesco's certainly capable of getting a monster score against the Storm. Yeah, 82 it against Melbourne break. in round eight, and he hasn't got that much again since. Yeah, there you go. I will do it. I mean, it would be a brave move after he's 20. But, um, <laughs> it would be a point of difference, as you say, this week. Not many would be doing it. Any uh, any other point of different suggestions for Jamarcus? Not really. I th- who who else is getting regular? Not many other players who hit regular sixties are capable of getting those massive scores as well. So, mm. like you know, Tavanga or whatever, or Toho Harris maybe. But I like the big four. Personally. Yeah, lightning strikes twice twice for Ponga up against Manly, who are struggling. That's sure. Right. Why not? Sunny Sunday afternoon, 2pm up in the Hunter. Could be. He'll get 25 now that you've talked him up. Yeah. I also don't know if it's going to be sunny. It might be raining. I haven't checked the weather report. Um, yeah, stick with the big guns, I think. That's all the questions. Um, hope Excellent. you've helped. Thanks for joining us. We've got, um, as always, the uh, the fantasy video, myself and Tanisha on Wednesday. We'll have a special one-off uh, video analyzing um, stats and how they work and how they relate to fantasy and addressing a few of the queries and complaints uh, that we get along the way. So um, keep an eye out for that one. Um, As always, Late Mail Crew podcast on Thursday afternoon, all the late mail and breaking news on NRL.com right through the weekend. Thanks for joining us and thanks to you, Dom. Thanks, Dom.